If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, March 30th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for my new alarm clock that only shows the time when you touch it. I would like to take a bow for that. Great work. So impressed. Thank you. $17. Yes. We're into it. Has it helped you when yes. you're getting up in the middle? It already has. Yes. Because I don't- I, You don't I, grab for your phone. No, there's no reason to look at it. Because sometimes, yeah. So if I grab, yeah. There's no opportunity to see that I got six text messages. This is really good for your October Lucian, by the way, because yeah. one of your October Lucians was to not sleep with your phone right next to the bed. Right. Like needs to be out of reach. Yeah. So this will help the, that. The only problem with that is we have Ellie's baby monitor is app-based. Right. So that's the only reason I haven't moved the phone out of the room. But I only need to be able to look at it if I hear her making noise. Right. Because we get her rooms right next to ours so we can hear her when she's making noise. But if I don't, yeah. Anywho, I'm grateful for my new alarm clock. My name is Callie Dollar. I and I am grateful for our embryologist whose name I can't remember right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There was a lot going on. And that guy has the coolest and simultaneously the most stressful job maybe of all time. His job is is literally, I mean, his job pertains to, his job is a lot, but what we witnessed of his job is him carrying an embryo from, from one room to another. Talk about precious cargo. Don't fall, don't fall, don't, don't fall, trip, don't, don't fall. Trip, don't, I mean, yeah. if you sneeze, right. that thing could go flying. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can't, and you have to like perfectly unfreeze it at the right time. And right. everything about your job, you have to be perfect at. Right. Or it could ruin someone's life. Right. I think that's an incredible amount of pressure that I am glad that I don't have. That would be a horrible job for me because I'm like super ADHD. And I was like, I would be like, oh, shoot, I was supposed to take that out of the fridge three minutes ago. There's no room for that in that profession. I'm the guy who puts pretzels in a baggie for Ellie's school lunch at 7.54 a.m., and by 7.55 a.m. have no idea where they went. Yeah. I take them out, put them in the baggie, put them on the counter, and then something happens, and I have no idea. And you know where they always are? Right in front of me. Yeah. So we would just not be allowed. Right in front of me, just behind something very small. And this is why Jeff and I are not scientists. We are not allowed near... Things that have to be exact for that reason. This episode is is the episode that should have come out uh, super early on Thursday morning, but it's coming out on Thursday afternoon because we have a lot to talk about. And one of the things that we have to talk about is why it didn't come out Thursday morning. Okay, so starting there, I woke up Wednesday morning puking, which I can count probably the number of times in my life on one hand that I've ever thrown up. Like I'm just not someone that throws up. First of all, I'm kind of scared of it. Second of all, I really hate it. It really is the worst 
bodily thing to happen on a regular basis. And I know that like you can feel it coming, but you don't know when your body's. Here's, would you rather throw up twice in 24 hours or have the hiccups for two hours consecutively? Have the hiccups for two hours yeah, consecutively. Same. Like no question. Same. Um, And I, I mean, there, I hate it so much that at the, the last time that it happened, I was crying because that's how much I hate it. Cause you like, you can't breathe. It's just a whole horrible thing to me. It's like the worst. I would rather ha- give birth again than ever throw up again in my life. Now you still don't know whether or not this was a stomach bug because that's been going around. We right. know so many people who've had the stomach bug or if it was something you ate. Zero clue. And you did eat for for dinner or lunch, one of those meals the day before, you had a big old veggie sandwich. Yeah. And when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, I'm convinced that was from an outdated or past its best by date bagged salad. So we're already nervous about vegetables. Yeah. And after that, I I was bummed because I planned on eating them the whole week, you know, like I had like one bell pepper, one cucumber, and I was just going to keep, you know, cutting them up for my lunch all week. But after that, I was like, "Mm, no, I'm going to toss these vegetables like in case I didn't wash them properly in case I just it's not (laughs) I, I asked Jeff at one point, do you think I should keep these? And you were like, hard no, absolutely not. And he's like, do you want to feel how you felt yesterday? Again, I was like, no, no, I definitely do not. Let's talk about keeping your mind sharp. Let's also talk about the little dopamine hit that you get when you solve a puzzle on the internet or in an online game. Both of those things are important. And I've been leveling up my focus using Word Collect. It's my new favorite game. It's a word puzzle app and it's absolutely free. There's over 2,000 levels. You will never get bored playing. It starts out easy, like they all do, but as you get hooked, it gets harder, but you're getting better. Word Collect is a fun and addicting way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Challenge yourself with this fun and addicting brain game. Right now, Word Collect is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. It's a perfect thing to do while you are lying in bed, First thing in the morning, and you don't want to look at all the, 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 you know, just get sucked down the social media holes. You still want to get out of bed in a few minutes. Or when you're winding down and you're just sitting on the couch at the end of the night and your wife is watching something on TV you care nothing about. Stop mindlessly scrolling through social media. Keep your mind sharp. Go to the Apple or Google store and search for Word Collect. If you're like me, you want to get fit in the new year with your mind and your body, download Word Collect for free today. If you are like me, sometimes it feels like your financial goals are totally out of reach, but they don't have to be. With Chime's Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can start building credit with your own money through on-time payments and small everyday purchases like groceries, streaming, and gas. Members see an increase of 30 points to their credit card scores on average. This is huge. Chime reports your payments to the major credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. All with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. 
Start making your financial dreams a reality with Chime. Signing up takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash upside. That's chime.com slash upside. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank in a pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Based on a study conducted by Experian, Credit Builder members observed an average 30-point FICO score increase after eight months with regular on-time payments. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Had you woken up this morning still sick, they would have had to cancel the embryo transfer, Mm -hmm. which I... I could tell, I feel like, remember yesterday when I came in the room and I I was mad because I kept saying, you've got to tell me something. Yeah. Do you think the reason that you weren't verbalizing what was wrong with you is because you felt badly for being sick? Because you said something that um, night. I mean, I definitely felt guilty for being sick because it at this point, it's all on me. Like the embryo thing, it's all on me. Like you've done your part. So now it's all on me. So me never getting sick and then happening to get sick the day before the transfer was stressing me out. But no, I think I just felt so bad and you were like physically bad and you were up in my biz all day being like, okay, so tell me, what do you feel like? Does it feel like this? Does it feel like this? Does it feel like this? And I was like, I need you to just not... Well, I had to call your doctor. Yeah. So I don't think it was that, but I was like, I just need you to like be quiet. Well, and also I wanted to make sure because if it did pass, at least I know for me, sometimes after I get sick, after when my stomach is empty and it's been empty for a long time, the hunger, the post sick hunger sometimes feels like more sick. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want you to be, because you're so afraid of throwing up. I didn't want you to go whole 24 hours without eating and then have that also be a reason. Have them say, oh, no, you can't do it. No. Yeah. If you haven't had a meal, you know, I don't know how it works. Like, so, um, but anyways, you woke up this morning at 5 a.m. because you had to call the on-duty nurse Mm -hmm. to report. Because I I didn't even think about this, but they got to take the embryos out of the freezer freezer to thaw. Mm -hmm. So you had to check in and say, yes, I'll be there at 1030. Mm -hmm. And so you woke up, fine, and off we went. How was it for you? I want to hear your perspective of it. Um, I, it for me, that was amazing. I First of all, the whole time that Callie was pregnant with Ellie, and Ellie did not require any fertility. We were actually talking about this earlier today. Callie's first fertility appointment was supposed to be the week after we learned that you were pregnant with Ellie, remember? Yeah, yeah. I had to call and cancel the appointment. Um, but during the whole time you were pregnant with Ellie, I didn't go get to go to anything. Not one. So I've never seen a proper ultrasound. We went to the one, a medical ultrasound. We went to that clinic where, with the non-medical one. Yeah. Where you just get the 3D pictures or whatever. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I have never, so... It was just, it was so neat to watch the 
the whole thing come together. And then uh, they have a big ultrasound monitor up there. And you can, I mean, I don't know what I'm looking at. Part of it was your bladder. Part of it was your uterus. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in comes this little thread with a little dot at the end of it. And they go, they take it right up to the edge of the thing and they go, whoop, you just kind of lob it off into the uterus. And then it goes, boop, and it sticks. And there it is. And that's it. And you're <laughs> pregnant. Like that. That's so wild. It's so wild. Well, I'm really glad that you got to come with me. I cried. I don't think you did. Um, I think I got teary-eyed when I saw it, when I saw the lob, when I saw the boop. <laughs> um, and it was, I mean, it was emotional. It was really weird. Like the physical part of it's really weird because you're basically sitting there half naked for like, what, half an hour? Well, it took you longer because... There's doors opening, there's people coming in and out. Like half of the practice saw me half naked yesterday, which I just find really weird, even though I know they don't. But I'm like... Hi. I got the impression that most people are in and out of there in 15 minutes, but you've got some sort of weird super bladder. Yeah. You, you drank two 40-ounce things of water, and they had not... You have to fill your bladder in order to make it easier to access with the little tube. Yeah, because your bladder, where it is, it pushes on your uterus, and that can... The doctors need easy access to yeah. make sure that it goes in the right place. And your water just wasn't working its way through your system and your kidneys and stuff. Which might have been because you weren't feeling well the day before. It could have been because you were a little dehydrated. Yeah. So you were replenishing. What did you think? It was the coolest, maybe the coolest experience of my life. Yeah. It was really awesome because they've, and I didn't know anything about this before we went into it, but basically they took Jeff's sperm, my egg, they made an embryo, they genetically tested it. They said, here's a healthy one. And that's what we were getting. So the morning of, like we said, they take it out of the freezer. And then when you get there, they actually do a trial run. So the sentence, take it out of the freezer, is so funny because it's like, I might might make a pizza this weekend. So I want to remember to take the sausage out of the freezer tonight. Right, right. So it thaws. It's such a weird sentence when you're talking about an embryo. So that's what it is. So it was, there's a guy called, or an embryologist who's a scientist who not only created the embryos, they grade them. They tell us, you know, like, like which one, the the guy that um, was looking at our embryo, like he's the one that he took it out of the freezer. He, they picked which one looked the best to them. So since it was scientifically picked, the guy's like, okay, this one is the one that I would go with. So great. And then you're kind of in there and they like clean you out. Then they do a test run. So they put a catheter in in there to make sure that it's going to be easy for them to get the embryo through this little tiny tube. And so they did a test run, which took most of the time because they're trying to find like the perfect placement. And then there's this door that that's open the whole time. And the embryologist is sitting on the other side of the door. And I forget what the guy's name was, but my doctor was like, Ben, we're ready. And the guy literally is like tiptoeing in there, like trying, being as careful as possible not to shake anything, not to touch anything, not to trip, not to sneeze, not to anything. And he hands it to the doctor who literally, like you're seeing it on the ultrasound and they do like a syringe. They like syringe it into a catheter and it goes right in there and you can see the whole thing. And it is so weird. They bloop it. And they bloop it. 
So yeah, it was like one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. I It blows my mind that science can do something like that. Yeah. And then there are people who are able to make babies in a lab and then get them safely to you. Like that just blows my mind. I think it's so cool. I'm so grateful that we're able to do this. And now there's an embryo in me, which is weird to say, because we don't know if it's going to stick around or not. And I think um, what we're doing now is we are waiting. So you have to wait two weeks and then you go take a pregnancy test to see if you're pregnant or not. An official pregnancy test. An official, like the blood test. They do the blood test at the doctor. And the problem that we've had is that we get pregnant and then all of a sudden we're not for some reason. So they explained it. I thought the explanation today was really good is that they are giving me drugs to make my uterus super, super sticky. She said kind of like peanut butter. So they just attach the embryo to the peanut butter and like it's stuck on there. And we just hope for the next two weeks through shots and medications that it continues to be as sticky as possible. So the embryo can grow in there. Right. So we won't know for two weeks if it's, you know, continuing to grow or if we had a sticky uterus bone, people say sticky baby vibes. That's what they mean is, you know, the embryo latching on in there. So that, I think they said April 10th. That's how Yeah, right? April 10th. Um, is when you'll go in for that test. And then for me, the longest amount of time is not between now and April 10th because I kind of feel like whatever happens between now and April 10th is is whatever. Mm-hmm. We have no control over that. Zero. Unless you're planning on doing, you know, lines of Coke or going shot for shot with some spring breakers. <laughs> right. Unless you're planning on that, then we've done all that we can do. Mm-hmm. So for me, the longest amount of time is between when you go in for the blood test and when they call you to tell you what the numbers are. Well, and that's not even going to be the longest for me because the longest for me is going to be the time between when they make that first phone call and if we have to have a second blood test because you're they have you come in a lot at the beginning because you're they need to see your supposed hormone count. It's supposed to like double or triple every day. So that I think is going to be the most I feel like we'll, thing for we, today. we will know with that first one because... I, I feel as though every time we've done it before, it's been borderline low. It has. Where if it's supposed to be, if it's supposed to be 10. He's making that up, by the way. We have yeah, I don't know what the number is. But if it's supposed to be, they say, oh, we like to see numbers 10 or higher, but we consider anything over five. It's always been like five, an eight. 5.7. Yeah. Or five, you know, 6.2. Yeah. I don't think it's been as high as eight. It's been right on that bottom thing. So I, f- I feel like when it does work, they're going to come back and say, it's 20. I hope and, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I really am glad that we got to experience it together. I yeah. feel like that was one of the coolest moments, probably of our marriage too. That was pretty, pretty awesome. I did find it interesting. There was, there was one point where um, the person, uh, the nurse who was helping Callie, kind of her, her point person, the whole time we were there, uh, poked her head in and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a few extra minutes because somebody got lightheaded after a blood draw. <laughs> and when she came back and said she's going to, you know, she, she wasn't feeling well, she's going to be fine. Uh, she was shocked that it was actually a woman who got lightheaded because the majority of the time when somebody passes out. It's a dude. It's a guy <laughs> from having their blood drawn. And I thought I'd be that guy. 
I, I'd be that guy at the clinic where these women are going through these super intense, <laughs> invasive things. And they take one tube of my blood and I'm on the floor. You know, that'd be me. So anyways, thanks for your patience with, there will be no, should we say that there's going to be no pick me up this week? Yeah, there's going to be no pick me up this week. Um, Cause I feel like people don't open it later in the week, but it'll be back next week. I was just feeling so horrible that I didn't get to do it this week, but it'll be back next week. So thanks for your patience and we appreciate you. And tomorrow morning will be a brand new episode of The Upside as usual. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Update with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. 